You are listening to Scotland's Ear to the Ground, the podcast that brings you interviews with Scotland's finest composers. Your hosts are Aileen Sweeney and Ben Eames. month sees the return of the BBC Scottish Symphony Orchestra's annual festival of new and experimental music, Tectonics. Unfortunately, last year's festival did not go ahead, so we're doubly excited to see BBC Tectonics return for its eighth incarnation. Tonight, we're joined by the festival co-curator, Elan Volkov, alongside composer and conductor Tanya Leon and Olivia Fury, an Irish performance and sound artist based in Scotland. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us all tonight. So, Elan, if we can come to you first and ask you to journey all the way back to 2012 when you first launched the festival, how did it all begin? Um, Well, this was after a couple of years after I finished as a principal conductor with the BBC SSO, uh, which I started doing in 2003. Um, but I kept uh, a strong contact with the orchestra um, and I'm still their principal guest conductor for almost, well, over a decade now. I started the festival actually in Iceland. Um, so this is why you get tectonics because you get the tectonic plates very close to Reykjavik uh, and you can actually see them down there. So the idea was from the very beginning, a kind of pushing and shoving of different musical genres and musical ideas and uh, making a festival that kind of shares these many sides um, for music, composed music, electronic music, improvised music, sound art, etc. And so we started in 2012 um, in Iceland and then we continued in Glasgow. And since then we've had uh, eight this is the eighth uh, edition. And um, in Glasgow, and this has become kind of the center for this project, although I still sometimes do it in other cities. That's great. Thanks, Elan. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about what the festival will entail this year? What can people expect to see and hear? Yeah, so we're recording uh, already this week, uh, um, a week before actually almost more than 10 days before um, the beginnings of the broadcast. So this year there are no concerts, no live concerts, but we are doing two live broadcasts uh, on Radio 3, which will be also filmed. Uh, Olivia will be part of those. Um, and uh, Tanya's piece as well um, for for brass band and percussion. And we'll have basically six orchestral pieces, some for strings and some for winds and brass. Um, and we'll have many, and those also include premieres, and we'll also have performers from around the UK um, doing a um, variety of new music performances, plus many videos on and audio from around the world. Uh, Angelica Sanchez on piano, for example, a free jazz pianist, Frieder Butzmann, who is a, an amazing electronic um musician from Berlin, etc. So it's a kind of mixture of, of different styles, um, different locations and ideas. Thanks for that, Ellen. 
So, Tanya, your piece Origenes is being performed by the BBC SSO at the festival. Without giving too much away, can you tell us a little bit about what the audience can expect to hear? Well, um, sometimes we uh, sort of like pronounce in our minds, you know, an expectation of a composer and specifically a composer that sometimes may utilize gestures of their native um, culture. But uh, what happens is that in my case, and in the case of many, many composers, it gets stilled through a filter that is very personal. And then uh, you might get inclinations of what it is, but not is the real thing. You know, so that is, uh, it, the flavor is there. And specifically, you know, that's one of the reasons why I use percussion, uh, because, um, you know, rhythmically speaking, all of the Caribbean and uh, the cultures of Cuba have contributed to this polyrhythmia uh, in Latin America that is very prevalent. And it's something that people sometimes look for. So that is, uh, that is something that is in there. It's in, it's in, in that specific piece. But uh, it's called, it, it comes in snips, you know? It's, it might not be constant. And when it's constant, it's really constant, you know? <laughs> so, so that's what the piece is about. And it's called Origines because it's origins, you know? Origins yeah. of, of something, yeah? Mm -hmm. The piece was written back in, in 2012, I believe. Um, what was it originally um, composed for? It, it composed for a group, you know, here in the United States. And, uh, and it was part of a big uh, conference um, of, of brass materials or brass pieces. So that, that is, uh, and, and, and I'm going to take this opportunity to thank Ilan, um, because I mean, I admire his position as, his mus as a musician and as a musician that actually um, have tremendous respect for the, the, the different genres of music, which is actually, that is a proponent in me as well. So, I mean, we have that. And, and besides that, he's a fantastic musician and conductor, and I'm very honored that he have actually graced me uh, by selecting, you know, my pieces in. This is the second opportunity that we collaborate. Thank yes. you, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> So you've been based in New York for a number of years now. However, you were originally born in Cuba. Does your Cuban heritage influence your music in any way? Well, um, actually, it didn't really make a big appearance until 12 years after I returned to Cuba. And so my father and uh, I brought my music home. And they all, you know, I'm the first musician in the family. So everything that I do is very intriguing to them. And uh, when they heard my music, um, just minutes before I left uh, Cuba again, my father said to me that my music was very interesting, but where was I in my music? And that actually gave me uh, something to really think about. And I could not discuss that. I had to discover it myself because about four months after, you know, uh, that uh, happened, my father passed away. And I never saw him again. So, I mean, he, he left me with that kind of question, you see, that uh, I had to discover. And for me, it, I don't know, for a certain reason, I sort of like started studying the music of Cuba and uh, in ways that I never did when I was there. And uh, so the reflection of that, you know, is a, a set of pieces that I have written that have that kind of influence, you know, 
not all my music is is like that, but I mean, there are some pieces that I really wanted to reflect on the uh, draw upon my origins. And then, you know, right now I am I'm very global because I mean, I'm touched by so much music in the world that uh, my identity is constantly transfiguring into something new. Amazing. It's like a lifelong question that you're answering, isn't it? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, de- I'm developing. I'm, I'm yeah. evolving. Yes. Now, will this performance be the first time your music's been performed in Scotland? I believe so. Uh, yeah. So it's a Scottish premiere. It's a Scottish <laughs> premiere, yes, yes. Amazing. Well, hopefully we'll be hearing more and more of your music on this side of the pond when concerts resume properly. Thank um, you. <laughs> Um, is there anything being performed at Tectonics uh, that you're particularly looking forward to uh, seeing, Tanya? Well, let me tell you something, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that because, um, uh, as I said, I, I find some kind of, um, of like-minded type of, uh, of approach uh, to music, you know, um, in the, the different performances that I have heard of composers that I had no idea uh, that they were producing, you know, and uh, and Ilan introduced me to to them. So I know that there is going to be a big wealth of new material for me to listen and to get acquaintance with. And I am looking forward to every single performance. Yes. Well, I'm just going to be a little bit cheeky and sneak in one extra question for you. Um, You've just got such a wealth of experience as a composer, conductor, educator, the, the list just goes on and on and on. A lot of our listeners are younger composers and musicians, perhaps at university or, or just graduated. Have you got any tips or words of wisdom for those early stages of their career? Well, I mean, I am going to now <laughs> paraphrase my father again. He said, where are you in your music? So I think that from the first, from the get-go, uh, we might not realize that we are in there. And now when we analyze the music of Beethoven or Brahms or any of, of the, the composers of the past, we can see that in their first outputs, there are traces that you can actually trace back to up to almost up to the end. So we might not notice that we are in there already saying things in a certain way with a certain syntax uh, with with a tendency to certain tonalities or harmonic, you know, tricks and things like that, and uh, that we discover when we get older and when people start analyzing what we did in the past. So that is something that I would tell um, every composer that, regardless what their influences be, may be, uh, to try to be as authentic as possible, and 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 you know, authenticity is uh, something that is very unique because every human being is unique in the entire planet. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so coming over to you next, Olivia, you'll be performing on the 9th of May live on BBC Radio. What is your performance going to entail? Uh, so this is actually going to be one of my rare full band performances. So, right. yeah, so I have um, wrote, uh, I guess, a structured improvised score. So it's going to be me and two other improvisers playing newly invented instruments, doing some guitar experiments, and uh, there's going to be a performance art aspect to it as well. Um, my performances involve me taking on a persona. Um, I 
tend to take on the persona of an amateur punk rock outsider and uh, who has a pretty big ego. So <laughs> we're just going to see how she gets on. I don't want to give away too much. Just <laughs> yet. <laughs> That's great. Um, so not only do you craft your own instruments, but you've uh, started experimenting with the sounds of clutter from around your own home. Um, will any of these unusual instruments be making their way into the performance? Uh, yes, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, a good mixed bag of my clutter stuff and my electronic stuff as well. So I'll probably be going around the, the kitchen next week, gathering things to bring with me to Glasgow for the performance. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm doing using things like doorbells and electric toothbrushes and that kind of crack. So yeah, it'll be a fun mix. <laughs> what was the one we've seen we were watching one of your um, your your uh, performances. performances at home, and it was a, a horn. Oh, I don't know horn. what it was. It was yeah. the most lovely sound. Oh, thanks! <laughs> it's like a party horn or something. Yeah. yeah. Your background is in art, having studied both at the Limerick School of Art and Design and Edinburgh College of Art. How does this artistic background influence your performances as a musician? Um, well, yeah, I was really lucky uh, when I was in art college, I was actually studying painting and uh, but the tutors we had on the course were just so open minded and they were like, you know, you can go for the four years without picking up a paintbrush if you like. And they just wanted you to bring your own interest into it. And I was really interested in music. So they were like, you know, really encouraging for me to branch out and do performance and work with sound and um so yeah and even just the process of being an artist because I'm not actually a technically good musician um so I've never learned how to play an instrument properly but I guess I would take kind of my process from making visual art and put that towards making sound art. So how do you think your performance will differ without the presence of a live audience? I think it'll be a good challenge for me because my performances tend to rely so much on interacting with the audience, which like I can't, I obviously couldn't do for the last year with COVID and probably will be a long time before I can scream in someone's face again. <laughs> uh, so um, I think it will be an interesting experience for people to like hear it coming from the radio. Uh, so yeah, it'll be a good challenge for me. <laughs> Brilliant. So Ilan, coming back to you, the festival is a real coming together of so many different styles of music and art forms. How do you approach tying together this programme as a curator? Well, I have the pleasure of co-curating this programme with Alistair Campbell. Uh, we've been doing that since the very beginning in Scotland. So um, it's basically, it takes always quite a bit of time. This year is a kind of mixture of new ideas and some ideas we had for 2020. So uh, the program for 2020 was already completely fixed when COVID happened and we had to cancel that and do a, an archive-only festival last year. And so now we are kind of using a lot of the ideas from last year, uh, making sure that almost all the musicians that were booked back then to perform are performing. But uh, the orchestral music is actually totally different because we can't use the big orchestra and all the pieces we had last time were, were for big orchestras. We can't play any of them, basically. But we were lucky. I mean, two composers that were supposed to be performed last year did kind of 
either a new version or a completely new piece for us. Uh, Michael Parsons, um, a pioneer composer from the Scratch Orchestra, who is, who is based in London, and then Scott McLaughlin uh, did a new piece for, for clarinet and strings. So, so we're kind of lucky with those two pieces. When, when I was trying, starting to think, okay, let's do only winds and brass for a few pieces, and after finding Tania's piece, then uh, another piece that clicked there was a piece by Graciela Paraskevaidis. I don't know if uh, if Tania ever met her. She was a composer from Uruguay um, and a super interesting person. Uh, and uh, she was also a musicologist. And I, I haven't performed her music before. She died only a few years ago. Um, and her music is completely unknown, really. Um, even though it's recorded, uh, um, I had to kind of book CDs from Uruguay to get to know her music. And um, so she has this amazingly strong piece for Winds and Brass, which we are performing. Um, super excited about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, Tectonics is a kind of opportunity for me to to work with people that I admire for many years. Some people that have already done other Tectonics, like Frieder Butzmann that I've mentioned before, he's been to Israel. And so I know him really well. And he's doing a new piece for us, a video piece. Some people I've kind of imagined always working with, for example, um, Zinc and Copper, which is a kind of brass trio that are playing uh, new pieces by Ellen Arpro and Keith Tippett. Um, so there's like kind of a mixture of kind of old ideas and new things. I mean, working with Olivia, actually, uh, I, I know of her work uh, for, for a few seasons because She's based in Edinburgh, I believe, and she works with other people that already played the tectonic. So it's a scene that 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 I know of of experimental music, new music, uh, and so it, it's great to have those varieties. I think um, it's a challenge to do this without the live aspect because I would say that tectonics, the this most important aspect of it is actually being in the small room with this with with the music. So it's it's a big challenge, but on the other hand, it's it's also an opportunity, you know. So I think we're trying to to deal with that. Um, I suppose so. Yeah, as a conductor, do you and the orchestra have to change your approach at all during the BBC Tectonics Festival when dealing with new and experimental music? It's a good question. I I mean, I try not to change my approach. Uh, when I shift different musics, but you do have to open your mind, that's for sure. I mean, one thing with playing music of other people, you kind of have to trust it. It's a lot about trust. So uh, it, it takes a long, it might sound horrible in the first rehearsal. So it takes, it takes time for somebody, someone else's idea to really seep into your body, into your instrument. So um, what I try to do is help the musicians uh, that might not know the other parts of the piece. They know their own part, but they don't necessarily see the bigger picture. So I try to create a space where we can all understand the bigger picture of the piece and also create a space where we can take time with the piece and we trust the process. So, you know, yeah, maybe it sounds right now not so good, but we tweak it a little bit and suddenly it sounds amazing. Um, and I think... What happens with an orchestra like this that does this a lot, which is the BBC SSO, is actually trusting a lot uh, the process and the composers that come before them. So um, trying to be as, as precise as possible with the indications on the page, whether it's, you know, three, 
pianissimos or, or huge crescendo and like all the little details that are on the page there, trying to give that the utmost attention and, and believe that it's important. Um, and that will create the sort of performance that we need from this music. I mean, in, in some sense, new music really deserves like the best possible performance. Otherwise, it doesn't come out. It doesn't carry through to the audience. I think, you know, if you can, you hear some bad Bach or Beethoven, it's usually kind of, you know, it, you can still hear Bach and Beethoven there because you know what it is, you know. Um, so I think here we have actually a bigger responsibility to make sure that the voice of the composer is carried through. It's really interesting. Definitely. So we are really looking forward to the festival next month. Elan, how can people access the festival? Where can they find it? You go on the BBC Scottish Symphony Orchestra website um, and um, there it's there live uh, during the 8th and 9th of May, but also all of the activity will stay there for a month. So people can come back and watch only one performance. There are basically six, seven hours every day uh, on those two days, but then those those performances are staying there for a month um, visual audiovisual pieces uh, radio pieces um, orchestral music etc brilliant well th thank you all for um, coming and speaking to us we really 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 appreciate it so thank you very much yeah thanks so much for taking the time yeah great thanks thanks a lot <laughs> yeah thanks for having us <laughs> bye bye <laughs> 